the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, President and CEO of City Mission in Washington, PA. And today we'll be discussing the topic that all homeless people abuse drugs and alcohol. Now, this is a myth that many people have that perception that as soon as they uh, see a homeless person on the streets, uh, whether it's a man or a woman, uh, right away they're thinking, oh, well, that person's probably you know, a drug addict or an alcoholic or something like that, that, you know, they have that kind of a problem. And although I will say that uh, drugs and alcohol do play a role in a lot of people becoming homeless, uh, but that's not necessarily true for all people that find themselves in a homeless situation. And so today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I brought with me today uh, uh, Doug Bush, and I'm going to let Doug Bush introduce himself and then we'll get into this topic. Doug? Thank you, Dean. My name is Doug Bush, and I am a former client of the City Mission, now a pastor, and a 20-year employee of the City Mission. And that's great. And they and uh, being a former uh, resident of the City Mission, uh, Doug, you have you know quite a bit of experience, I think, in uh, in regards to this topic, and you work uh, quite a bit with. All the of the residents and the, the people that come to the mission seeking help, and so as we talk about this subject about you know people being uh, um, the general perception that they're all you know drug addicted or alcoholic, um, has that been your experience in, in the twenty years of working at the city mission, Dean? I cannot say that that's been my experience. I've had the opportunity to work with literally thousands of men and women who have come in through our doors. And yes, there are a lot that come in seeking recovery from drug and alcohol addiction, but I wouldn't say that they are the majority. There was a time 40 years ago when at this time of year in the summer, the population of the mission would have been in the single digits. But in the 80s and 90s, crack cocaine became epidemic. Today we see opioid epidemic. But we also saw the state close a lot of the mental health institutions. And so many of our clients come in with mental health issues. They come in with both mental health and drug and alcohol issues. But we see a lot of clients who come just because of poor choices We see a lot of clients who end up at the city mission because of situations with their significant others, either a breakup or a divorce. We see people who come with severe health issues and have nowhere else to go to seek to recover their good health. We're also seeing a lot of youngsters, teenagers, and uh, men and women in their 20s who are coming out of 
bad home situations or environments that weren't healthy for them. We also see a lot of clients who are coming back into society after a period of incarceration. Yeah, and I think that, um, and I know for me, they uh, having uh, doing this work over the past 40 years, uh, that's not been my experience either in terms of people uh, only, you know, that everyone has a drug and alcohol problem that come to the to a, a mission such as ours uh, seeking help. And I've seen folks that have been, um, you know, uh, and I think as you mentioned, you know, they go through a divorce, uh, they, they're embarrassed, they feel that they can't really turn to their families, and so they find themselves uh, um with a nowhere else to turn kind of a situation. And I remember at one time having a, uh, a psychiatrist, uh, a successful psychiatrist, as a matter of fact, uh, who went through a very uh, terrible divorce and uh, where his, all of his assets were uh, frozen and he couldn't access anything. He couldn't access his bank accounts or anything. And, and he was very much ashamed of the situation and would not go to his family for assistance or for any help. And so he ended up uh, coming to the mission because he had nowhere else to go. And, uh, uh, you know, being on the street was a kind of a scary experience, and he wasn't uh, equipped to be able to handle that uh, of living on the street. And so he did come to the mission for some help. And uh, so that was, a, again, another obviously didn't have a drug and alcohol problem, but – he did have other problems, and I think this is one of the elements and the myths that we see. And so when I talk to people and say, listen, when you see somebody on the street, you know, you look at them, they have a sign up, homeless, I'm looking for, you know, for money or whatever. It It isn't just drugs and alcohol. I mean, that's uh, that does play a, play a prevalent part, I'm sure, in a lot of the folks that I know that I've met and talked with, and I know that you have as well. Uh, it has a significant role, but it is not the main thing sometimes that has uh, brought a person to the state of uh, – in the situation of being homeless. So uh, – and all those that I've talked with and interviewed and, and sat down with and uh, uh, some of those – you mentioned poor choices – uh, that people have made. Uh, I, I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about the fact that, you know, uh, that people don't just become addicted overnight uh, in the sense that, you know, they just, uh, you know, do this and all of a sudden they, uh, you know, they have an addiction and then they, they need to get help. But it, it takes years and sometimes uh, 20, 30 years. I mean, tell me a little bit about some of the folks that uh, have come into the mission that you saw that this has not been their life. I mean, they've had successful lives. They've been uh, had good families. Um, they uh, didn't have all the elements that we think that, you know, this person didn't have opportunity or didn't have a good home life. But we find that there's a lot of people that did have a did have that. So maybe you can talk a little bit about some of those folks that have um, you know, come from very good backgrounds, but here they are at the city mission. My experience was that I was loading a couch on a pickup truck one day and hurt my back. And when your back is hurt, you walk funny. And I was walking through the mission and one of the residents asked me what happened. 
And I explained to him how I had hurt my back, and he looked around and said, don't tell anybody, lay down, and he adjusted me. He was a chiropractor who had been involved in an ugly divorce and had nowhere else to go, and he stayed with us for a season. When I do talk to men and women who are recovering from addiction, it seems to be a common thread that for most drug addicts, they started out and it was fun. And then the using became a habit and then the using became a necessity and they found themselves in a place where they couldn't stop. And so that's when they turn to us and ask for help. And it's scriptural, and one of the reasons I've become a man who loves the Bible is that the Apostle Paul wrote that he didn't understand himself. He knew what the right thing was to do, and he wanted to do the right thing, but he still found himself doing the wrong thing. And so we're using the Bible to help men and women find their way back to God, find their way back to health, find their way back to wholeness. We also serve veterans. And I talked to a veteran this morning who you started using heroin just two years ago and found himself in treatment and reaching out for help and fighting against the demons that he brought back from his time at war. So we see a wide spectrum of uh, men and women who are coming to us just asking uh, for help. And we do see people who have found themselves unemployed and just can't find a sustainable uh, job. No mental health issues, no drug and alcohol issues, but economic issues. And they come to us just to get stable, to find work, and to save a little bit of money before they move on to their next phase in life. And that's interesting that you bring that up because that's, uh, uh, again, as we're talking about this myth that all homeless people are abused drugs and alcohol, um, that there are people, quite a number of people, that just you know have lost their jobs and um, eventually find themselves unable to pay their rent or their mortgage and um, uh, the bank forecloses on their house or they get evicted from their apartment and they're kind of stuck and they don't have a place to go. And so the mission becomes a, a, a nice place for somebody to go to kind of stabilize and uh, get back on their feet again. And because the city mission has uh, quite a number of programs that help people find employment, prepare for employment, uh, it really is a stepping stone for them. But they do not uh, come in with drug and alcohol abuse issues, but they come in with other issues. And so some of the uh, uh, um, maybe not having a marketable job skill and being in low-paying jobs in the past, but at the city mission, they're actually able to start uh, developing some additional skills uh, that would make them more marketable in the the, uh, uh, marketplace. And they're going to be able to find a job that pays them a little bit more money than maybe what they were used to in the past. And so now they have a better opportunity, better chance of really sustaining themselves uh, back out in the community. And maybe um, just briefly here, talk a little bit about the, that element of, you know, the, the folks that have 
um, you know, maybe economic issues, uh, lack of marketable job skills. Uh, what have you seen um, in terms of some of those people coming into the mission who now are leaving and with some some of them have some good paying jobs that they're they're walking out of the mission with and talk a little bit about that absolutely we give a man or a woman an opportunity to visit our career center where they can work on their resume it's very difficult in this day and age to get a job if you don't have an id and so we're helping people get their uh, driver's licenses, their photo identifications, their birth certificates, their, their social security cards, and then we're helping them fill out job applications. Many employers are only posting their jobs online. And if you come to the mission and you don't have a computer background, we can help you fill out online job applications and we can help you just have an opportunity to Go seek employment without a lot of external pressures as far as feeding yourself or where you're going to sleep tonight or how you're going to get cleaned up uh, tomorrow. We can provide you with clothing. We can even provide transportation uh, for job interviews and even help people get to work on a temporary basis when they first are employed again. And people in the community know who we are. We have a good reputation, and so we get calls on a regular basis from companies and businesses looking to hire our clients. Yeah, and that's uh, and I and I do recall the and this is an interesting and I I'll share this uh, very quickly. But the uh, I remember a young lady coming into the mission and uh, really. I guess, you know, uh, never really had any marketable job skills. And so uh, she was uh, struggling about what she was going to do. And, and one of the things we are able to do at the mission is uh, train people in forklift operation. And uh, so we certify people there uh, to be able to uh, operate a forklift. And she uh, went through that training and uh, was able to become pretty proficient at running a forklift. And so when it came time for her to do a job search, she actually was able uh, to go out and get a job at a warehouse as a forklift operator, uh, making a pretty good hourly rate uh, with benefits. And so that, that to me, was a, a big plus uh, uh, for her as well as being able to – for the mission, being able to be there to provide that that service to them. So anyways, I think the thing is, is that so when we think about the homeless and we think about that perspective that they're all abusing drugs and alcohol, I, I that is not true. And many people's circumstances are what they are. And uh, they come to the mission from various reasons uh, that have led them to this uh, situation that they're in. But I'm very grateful that the city mission right there in the heart of Washington, PA, is available and and able to help uh, those who come to us with those kinds of uh, those kinds of issues. Well, I think this is coming down to an end here for our podcast for today. And uh, so, uh, Doug, I want to thank you for being here and sharing some of your experience uh, uh, and understanding about this particular subject matter. And our next podcast, we will be focusing on the myth that uh, if they just would get a job, the homeless, they just, they just need a job. If they can, if they can do that, then the, the, all their problems and woes uh, go away. Um, and so we're going to talk about that myth and uh, because I've 
been told that and many, many times over my years of working in this field. Uh, Dean, they just need to get a job. So we're going to deal with that myth at our next podcast. Uh, feel free to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. We would love to have your comments on the topics we discuss. And until next time, God bless you. And, uh, and from myself, Dean Gartland, and the entire City Mission Hope for the Homeless team, thank you for listening.